Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Real View podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today are our two favorite legal ladies, our legal gurus for Ohio Realtors. Always a pleasure to talk to them. We are so excited to have them on today. Peg Rittenauer and Lori Garland. Thank you guys both for joining me again today. This is our second time on the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. Looking forward to it, Allison. Yeah, we're really excited to have you guys on. So we're going to go over two regulations that go into effect on July 1st. So in just a couple of days here. So this will be great information to know moving forward right before these changes go into effect. So they go over the team advertising role and the licensing of home inspectors. So two changes that are coming up that we're going to dive into with these ladies who are the experts and I'm sure have tons of great information uh, to share with us today. So usually we go over our signature question about the best view, but since you both have been on the podcast before, I think we're okay to uh, skip over that and get right to it because we got a lot to cover. So does that sound good to you all? It is, Allison, but I'll tell you, I'm I'm ready uh, for a view of no cicadas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm tired of looking out my window and seeing cicadas fly around. <laughs> they are, are nasty, and I'm lucky where I live. We, we don't have them too bad here in Hilliard, but I know just anywhere else. I feel like up north are really bad in the Dublin Powell area. I mean... I was at the Memorial Golf Tournament a couple weeks ago, and they were just everywhere, and they're gross, and (laughs) hopefully we don't have too much longer with them, and then we can say goodbye to them for another 17 years, so that will be good. (laughs) That will be good. Okay, so Peg, do you want to kick us off with the team advertising rule changes? Go ahead and uh, get us started and walk us through what those are and what that means for the real estate industry. Yeah, happy to do that, Allison. Yeah, I think uh, anybody that reads our blogs or attends the classes that Lori and I offer through Ohio Realtors or for our local boards have heard us talking about this proposed team advertising rule for about the last two years. And this is a rule that was originally filed by the Ohio Division of Real Estate. And when they file a rule, they're basically initiating the process to adopt a new rule. And in this case, there really were amending an existing rule that has been in the books for a long time. And that's a rule dealing with the advertising provisions for teams. And those have been, you know, again, on on the books for quite a while. So what the amendments were, were to address really two things. First, to kind of clean up the definition of a team. And then secondly, and, and most importantly to our members, was that for the very first time, the Division of Real Estate was going to begin to regulate what the name of your team could include and what it was prohibited from including. So as I said, this started about two years ago. There were some public hearings that were involved. Then there were some concerns about it. The rule was kind of pulled as a result of some of those concerns was revisited. Then COVID happened. And so there were concerns and problems with holding public hearings. But now that process has all been worked out and the rule has gone into effect and um, was formally adopted. And the division has set an effective date of July 1. 
So before we get into those changes, can you clarify for our listeners, how is the team defined right now currently under Ohio law? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So with the new changes to the definition of a team, the purpose was really to clarify that just because two agents advertise together, maybe like a husband and wife or a a parent and a child who has now joined the business, that they aren't necessarily a team unless they give themselves a separate team name, group name, kind of like a business name. So if you look at the definition, it basically says that a team is any group of two or more associated real estate licensees. They have to be affiliated with the same brokerage. Um, They might have other non-professional licensees in their group, such as administrative assistants or other professionals, and they advertise together as a group and the changes with a group name. So It also clarifies that that group is not licensed by the Division of Real Estate. And I think that's one thing where people are a little confused because they sometimes think the teams are actually licensed by the division and they are not. Instead, they're still individual agents or individual brokers, but the division does allow them to advertise in a team or group name as long as they meet, you know, very specific requirements. So, you know, as I mentioned, this change may seem minor, But it is important because there are some people that just co-list properties and they're not really considered to be a team unless they give themselves a separate business or group name. Okay, no, I think that that's an important clarification to make that you're right. Maybe it may have not been well known before that. So thanks for making that. Okay, so dive into us. How is it changing in respect to team names? And it'll go into effect right away on July 1st, correct? So walk us through what, what that looks like and what are those changes? The first thing that's important, and I can't stress this enough because is that these new provisions regarding the names of teams only apply to team names that are adopted on or after July 1st. So if you've been a team for the last three or four years, these don't apply to you. But if you're forming a new team, these are going to be requirements that you have to meet. The first requirement is that any team name has to include either the word team or group. So you have to be the Smith you know, team or the Smith group, but one of those two words has to appear. And we do have some teams out there that don't have that in there. That's fine. As long as they existed before July 1st, they don't have to make any change to add that terminology. So just new teams going forward have to have either the word team or group. Uh, The second provision actually bars the use of a couple words in teams going forward on or after July 1st. And those two words will be the term realty. And the second one is the term associates. So if you're forming a new team after July 1st and you want to be Lori Garland and associates, that's not going to be in compliance because, you know, you're using a term that's not permitted, which is associates. And the name doesn't include either the word team or group. So it could be the Lori Garland team or the Lori Garland group, but it will not be able to say and associates. Likewise, the team name couldn't say Lori Garland Realty Team because realty is going to be barred after this. With respect to the term realty, that's not a big change. The division has kind of uh, circulated that for many years that they didn't want teams to use the word realty, but now it is part of the license law. I think one of the things that might be important for the listeners or question they have is, you know, why did the division bar these two terms and why are they including or a requirement that it has to include team or group. And it's really because, you know, the division has become increasingly concerned that a lot of the marketing by these teams 
make it appear that they're a brokerage, that they're, they are their own entity, as opposed to being a group of individuals who are licensed under a brokerage, who are just doing business together under a group or team name. So I think that's the reason they also felt that realty implied a brokerage and the same with the term and associates. So that's kind of why they zeroed in on those terms. And it makes sense, you know, and two, I kind of like the the change in language and the verbiage a little bit. It kind of makes it almost seem more inclusive and like, you know, we're on the same level. I don't know. I feel like associates it associates compared to team or group. I just feel like that's maybe a more positive name or a more inclusive name or I, I don't know if that had anything to it to do with these changes or not. But to me, I kind of I kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah, I think the division maybe thought it sounded like if it was Lori Garland and Associates, that it sounded like Lori Garland was the broker and these were her age and her agents. Yes, that's exactly kind of what it sounds like. And to me, team and group kind of sounds more inclusive and more like you're all doing it together and there isn't so much that, you know, lead person like like the example you just gave. Yeah, so so that's kind of the rationale behind that. You know, one of the things that I also wanted to mention was that over the years, the division, as I said, you know, kind of put out the word that they didn't want to see realty. And they used to also say they didn't want to see the term real estate in a team name. So they wouldn't have liked, you know, Garland real estate team, but they have backed off on real estate. So you could be the Garland real estate group or the Garland real estate team. And the reason why the division's making a distinction between realty and real estate was, you know, they felt that real estate kind of defines what your business is. Whereas realty sounds more like a brokerage. I don't know. Maybe that's splitting hairs. Maybe people don't agree with that, but that's yeah. kind of how they came down. So realty's prohibited after July 1st, and real, but real estate is okay. And again, this is really just for new teams' names that are adopted at, on or after July 1st. So again, all you folks who have spent lots of money branding your team and name, don't have to worry. You don't have to make any changes. Yeah, that's good to know. They can sigh a breath of relief for sure. So does the division license teams or approve team names or how how does that work if you are one of those new teams starting out who uh, need to comply by these new rules? Yeah, the division has not and, and under the new rule will not be licensing teams. So there's no application with the division. You know, a lot of people said, well, do I have to send in my my new name to the division for them to approve? And the answer is no. There's no type of name registration process. I mean, I guess if you were really concerned whether or not it was in compliance, you could call and talk to them at the division, make sure you get the name of the person and they can tell you if it's okay, but but there's no formal registration or approval process. Yeah, that's good to know. Are there any other rules regarding team advertising that's changing or do the rules that are in place, are those still the same and do those still apply moving forward after July 1? Yeah, those, those the ones I've identified, the definition of a team, and the new kind of guidance or, or requirements for the team name are really the only two changes. You know, this rule contains a lot of other pre-existing provisions regarding team advertising, um, and, and those are still in place. I want to make sure everybody still knows they still have to comply with those, which means your team name cannot be bigger than the brokerage name. Unless the name of a full licensee is included in the team name, then you have to include the name of the full name of a licensee, at least one in your team advertising, meaning you know, if you're just the the ACME team, you're going to have to put the name of one licensee that's a member of that team, at least one in the ad as well. So, you know, those are some of those provisions and those have not been changed and, and are still in place. So cool. Thank you for that. So most important things to know, 
No more Realty Associates, no more of those in team names moving forward. Team group, all okay to use and no worries on individuals and teams that already have those words in before July 1, you are okay. But moving forward, great to know just that uh, little language switch there. So thanks, Peg, for uh, going over that with us. You're welcome. Lori, I will turn it over to you now so you can give us some uh, great updates to the licensing of home inspectors. And I know this has kind of been in the works for a while and, you know, an interesting topic for us to go over today. So tell us, Lori, about some of the changes to that. Thanks, Allison. Yeah, the licensing requirement for home inspectors has been in the works for quite a while. Matter of fact, the bill that passed requiring home inspectors to be licensed in Ohio, it passed in 19, and actually the regulation was going to be enforced starting on November 1st of 2019. So that's quite a while ago. But, you know, whenever you start to regulate a new industry, which this will be the first time that home inspectors are required to be licensed in Ohio, there's a lot that has to be done. So they had to have um, the home inspector board appointed. They had to adopt rules so that home inspectors knew, you know, what requirements they had to meet and what, you know, what regulations applied to them when they did their home inspections. So that took quite a while. That's a process to do that. And then, of course, COVID impacted everything, which slowed down the process. So we finally have an effective date of July 1st. So like the team advertising rule goes into effect July 1st, so does the requirement that in order to do a home inspection in Ohio, you would have to be licensed to do that. So finally, we're there. <laughs> so it's taken a while for sure. So tell us about what that what that means for um, you know those unlicensed home inspectors. You know how is that going to impact them, and and how are they going to go about now getting licensed? Yeah, well, there are certain requirements. First of all, when the regulation was adopted, there was a grandfathering period. So there were certain requirements that if a home inspector was, someone who was currently a home inspector, they could follow certain procedures and be grandfathered in and get a, a licensed home inspector credential. That time is over now. So now people that didn't meet that requirement and want to get a home inspector license, there are pre-licensing requirements, there's experience requirements, they have an exam to take. Once they're licensed, just like real estate licensees, then they have to take continuing ed. They have to renew their license. So, you know, that's kind of definitely, I, there are probably close to a thousand home inspectors that were grandfathered in, or maybe not quite that, but close to that number that came in under the grandfathering provision. And so now we'll have additional home inspectors that go through the regular process of taking the pre-licensing courses and meeting the experience requirement and passing the exam that will also become licensed. So, you know, hopefully a, a good number, and I would think the majority probably of home inspectors where that was their main profession, hopefully they did obtain a license or will in the future. So that's kind of how that worked out. There was a grandfathering period, though, for home inspectors in Ohio. Yes. Absolutely. So if you're someone who is buying or selling a home, how can, or, or our realtors, how can they know if a home inspector is licensed? How will they be able to, uh, or what, what's the proof that, you know, an inspector will have to have? How can individuals working with these home inspectors make sure that this inspector is licensed? Yeah, that's a good question. So the entity, the agency that's going to oversee the home inspectors and does oversee and enforce the regulations is the Division of Real Estate and Professional Licensing. So just like real estate licensees are regulated by the same agency, and just like real estate licensees, you can go on the division's website, 
and find out who is licensed as a home inspector. So you go onto the division's website, you look under license lookup, you can look up, you know, the name of all home inspectors in the whole state if you want, and there are over a thousand, and you can see there too what applications are pending. But you can also more narrowly just look under someone's name or you can look for home inspectors in a county. So you can kind of be more direct in your search for licensed home inspectors. But definitely a consumer will want to hire an, a licensed home inspector. And hopefully there aren't those out there that after July 1st are doing home inspections and they're not licensed. But, you know, if there are, I'm sure they're they will be weeded out because a complaint can be, you know, as soon as that's brought to the detention of the Division of Real Estate, they would look into it and they would absolutely put an end to that unlicensed home inspector conducting home inspections, just as they would with, you know, someone conducting real estate work that's not licensed. So that will end. If it doesn't end on its own, they will end it. So. That was going to be my next question. So is the uh, division then the ones who are insuring the new license laws are in effect. They are the ones who are kind of going to be monitoring that and making sure that there hopefully aren't that many out there who are practicing without being licensed. Right. Absolutely. They are the entity that would oversee that regulation. So there's two aspects of it. So if someone does have a licensed home inspector do an inspection and they're not happy or feel that the home inspector did something improperly, that complaint would go to the Division of Real Estate as well. So they will look into licensed home inspectors that aren't doing their work properly and can be sanctioned by the home inspector board. But also, too, someone who's unlicensed doing work that requires a home inspector license, they would look into that as well and put an end to that conduct if that is, in fact, going on. So, yeah, it will be under the division. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. So in regards to purchase contracts, how would real estate purchase contracts specifically know that a home inspection was conducted by a licensed home inspector? And, and how, how does that process work? Well, first of all, hopefully... If a home inspection is being done, it will be done by a licensed home inspector. And, you know, consumers should definitely look into home inspectors that they're going to be hiring to do that home inspection to make sure they're properly licensed. Real estate licensees will absolutely, they're aware of this new requirement. And they, licensees, and I can talk about that in a minute, they have um, certain requirements if they're providing the names of home inspectors. So they're going to want to make sure that these individuals are licensed as well. And I'm sure real estate licensees will help in a way I'll call it enforcement of the regulations, because if they get wind of someone who is conducting home inspections without a license, they can obviously notify the division of real estate as well. So hopefully that won't be a problem and will be taken care of if it is. So that will affect purchase contracts um, starting in July 1st. For example, you know, right now you don't have a home inspector doesn't have to be licensed to do an inspection. So after July, starting July 1st, 
you know, purchase contracts get into home inspections. And then they're probably, whether it's a board purchase contract or a brokerage has their own purchase contract, probably want to identify in that purchase contract that the home inspection will be done by a licensed home inspector, because that is the requirement here in Ohio starting on July 1st. So that way too, it'll give a better comfort level that someone qualified, truly qualified and, and properly licensed is conducting that home inspection. So purchase contracts probably should be changed starting July 1st to indicate that it's the inspection will be done by a licensed home inspector. And I think for our members, for real estate licensees and realtors, they should really kind of consider the time frame. So now in, on July 1st, when home inspectors have to be licensed, how many licensed home inspectors did they have in their area? And so I think they really need to get on the division's website, maybe do a little research to make sure of what those numbers are, because it could affect the time frame that a buyer who is entering into a purchase contract, they have so long to get a home inspection done. They might want to make that time period a little longer to meet maybe the demand might be higher or a little more than the home inspectors in the area can handle comfortably. So they might have to expand that time frame a little bit. So I think now um, real estate licensees should be looking into that to help their clients when they're writing offers to put the proper time frame in there to be able to get an inspection done and get the results back and the buyer be able to act on that in a timely manner. <clears throat> yeah, so definitely great to start, um, you know, looking into that now before that issue goes into effect. Yeah, definitely great advice there for our realtors. One thing I wanted to mention was, you know, we're certainly recommending that the local boards change their contracts to add the language Lori mentioned to require a licensed home inspector. But, you know, that might take a little bit of time and many brokerages use their own contracts. But I just want to make sure everybody understands that whether that language is in the contract or not, come July 1st, if somebody's doing a home inspection as defined in the statute for somebody else for any type of consideration, they're going to have to be licensed whether your contract says that or not, unless they qualify for some type of an exemption. And I'll, I'll let Lori probably get into some of the exemptions. Yeah, I can talk about exemption. So one being, I think Peg kind of mentioned this, to do a home inspection and be required to have a home inspection license, you have to be compensated in some way. Now, home inspectors, they're in business, they're gonna be compensated, absolutely gonna be compensated for their work. So when could that scenario come up where someone is actually doing a home inspection and they don't have to be licensed? And that could be the situation, I'll give an example. Let's say a buyer has, their, their father is a contractor and they want their father to perform the home inspection but he's not licensed, but he's not gonna be compensated in any way. So he actually, even after July 1st, could conduct that home inspection because he's in no way gonna be compensated. That's an unusual scenario, but that could come up. But if a contract requires a licensed home inspector, guess what then, pursuant to the contract, that father can't do the home inspection under the contract. So under Ohio law, they would be able to do the home inspection because they're not required to be licensed because they're not going to be compensated. But under the purchase contract, they would be prohibited because it requires a licensed home inspector. And I, you know, I really, that's kind of why we recommend, um, one of the big reasons we recommend that contracts be changed to include licensed home inspector. It's, it's for the protection of a seller. I know if I were selling my property, and a home inspection was going to be done, I would want it conducted by a licensed home inspector so I know their properly credentials and 
you know, the knowledge issue that they're proper, have the knowledge to do it um, properly. So, and I really think like, even in my example, I think it's good for the buyer not to use their dad, even though they may think they're properly qualified, you know, maybe that's not really the case. And I think it's probably better for them to have a licensed home inspector as well. But there are other exemptions too, to the licensing requirement that I'll just point out real quickly. If to do a, a home inspection, the definition of a home inspection is they're inspecting the readily accessible components of a home. So there are contractors out there that are licensed and credentialed, and cr properly credentialed, maybe to do inspection of the HVAC system, or they're doing radon testing or pest inspection. There's a list of contractors like that that are not required to have a home inspection license because they're not doing a home inspection. They're going in to look at one component. And there are even, and I'll give one example, you know, other things that could be inspected, like a pool. You may not have to have any license or credential anywhere in Ohio to go in and do an inspection of a pool, but they're doing one, I'll call it component, one aspect of the home, and they don't have to have a home inspector license in that case too. So there are some exceptions um, to the requirements and, and really it's by definition of what a home inspection is. Yeah, no, that's that's great to know because you're right. You know, if someone if you're just having someone come in to check out one thing, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. they wouldn't have to go through the extent that these new home inspectors will have to go through if you're looking and inspecting an entire home. So, do you know right. some of like the background as to why that they decided to, you know, now make this a requirement? Because I'm just like thinking, and I was like, wow, I never even realized that they that there are people out there that are doing home inspections that are unlicensed. And I guess that's just my own ignorance on that. But do you know any of the background as to why that they decided to make this now a requirement starting on July 1st? Yeah, well, I think part of the re first of all, most states do require a license. So we were one of the last ones, you know, I'd yeah. say, yeah, most states do require a license. I think it's a consumer protection aspect. You think for most people, buying a home is the largest financial purchase that they'll ever make. It's very, very important. And it's probably the last part of that whole real estate transaction process that didn't have someone who was licensed in, in every aspect of it. Real estate licensees are licensed lenders, appraisers, you know, everybody involved right. in the process, but home inspectors weren't. So it's really consumer protection. I and mean, we advocated that for Ohio Realtors for quite some time. And I really think that the thing that really made it happen this time is the home inspectors wanted it. So mm. that industry themselves wanted a license. And that's what was able to accomplish that at this time. So, yeah, well, that's that's just great news all around. And you're right. I think you mentioned it a little bit before, but it just gives home inspectors and our realtors and our buyers and sellers that kind of next level of skills and expertise to know, like, we are licensed, we know what we're doing, we're following these guidelines, we're passing, you know, whatever we need to pass to get licensed. And it does bring that kind of, you know, just next level professionalism and skill to the profession. So I think I think it's a good change. And it's been a long time coming <laughs> change. One other really important thing that I want to point out too, that affects real estate licensees is when the law went into effect, there was a provision that specifically changed the, the real estate license law provision. So chapter 4735, and that had to do with real estate licensees providing the names of home inspectors. So that has changed as well. And, be, and that will be enforced beginning July 1st. So if a real estate licensee First of all, they aren't required to provide the names of home inspectors, but if they choose to, and, and I would think most companies are going to adopt a policy, 
then they have to provide at least three names. And those three people or more that they're giving have to be licensed. So that is the requirement that if a real estate licensee is providing home inspectors information on uh, home inspectors and giving names of home inspectors, they have to provide at least three names of three licensed home inspectors. So that goes into effect July 1st. So I think brokerages out there want to really think about what their policy is. Do they want their agents to be providing the names? Um, and if so, I really recommend having a form that is adopted by the brokerage that I call kind of as disclaimer language on there where they do provide names and they have to have at least three, but they can definitely have more than three. They have to all be licensed. And so really that form should indicate that, you know, we're providing these names. We're not recommending or endorsing the individuals that we have on that list, but they all are licensed in Ohio. That really the buyer or seller, whoever the client is, whoever is going to be hiring this inspector, that they should do their own due diligence to make sure that they are comfortable with the qualifications and the services that would be provided by that home inspector and the fee that would be required for that home inspector. And really then kind of link them or put in this uh, form the division's website. So, you know, they, they have, they're providing this list of licensed home inspectors in the area, but definitely here's where you can go and find everybody who's licensed in the whole state of Ohio. So I think that's a very good thing for brokerages to have to decide how they want their agents to handle it, then to train their agents on how to handle it. The thing we don't want to see is a buyer maybe asking their agent, well, what home inspector would you recommend? You know, you really want to provide them with the list and let them choose. And, you know, this is nothing new as far as always our recommendation for risk management reduction is to provide a list of names. And I don't care if it was the lender, whoever, your home inspector, title company, that you provide a list and let your client decide who they want to work with. So it's really just reiterating that for, you know, and now it's going to be required as far as providing names of home inspectors. But so that's something that our members need to get on right away because July 1st is right around the corner to figure out what they want to do as a company, maybe provide that form, have it drafted, and they can have their attorney, their company attorney definitely assist with that and provide provide that information to their consumers then. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff to do to get ready. You know, great, great advice there as always. So yeah, lots of lots of changes, but lots of good stuff. I think both of these, you know, are positive changes for you know, our, our industry and our realtors moving forward. So thank you guys both for giving these updates. And you're right, July 1 is right around corner. So it will be interesting to see. Hopefully this gives our, our members enough time to prepare for those changes and get ready for whatever that means to their business. So thank you both for joining me today. As always, ladies, it is so great to hear from you and hear all of your knowledge that, that you both have. So thanks for joining me today. And I'm sure we will have you on again very soon. To our listeners, thank you for joining us and we will see you guys next week. Thanks guys. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.
This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.